Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, this episode is Sean. Make sure you check out Sean on social media. Link's in the like, description thing. Uh, as well as Trash Bang YouTube. Uh, other plugs, Orbital Music Park just announced their new space. Um, coming up, I think, in October. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Make sure you're on their email chain. Uh, rvacomedy.com classes are starting in the next two weeks. So make sure you sign up for classes and uh, check out some shows. Uh, the current house team run is coming to an end shortly, so see him while they're still doing shows. Um, other plugs, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> uh, end of September, Crying Boys is doing a set. That's going to be super fun. I'm doing Hot Prop tomorrow. That's going to be so fun. And uh, so if you listen to this the day it comes out, go to the theater, uh, Coalition Theater, 8 West Broad Street, rbacomedy.com, um, and watch that. Um, keep an ear out for Trash Bang, uh, Sean's, Sean's pro- project, his baby, with other people. You'll, you'll hear about it. Um, we go over that in great detail. Sean was a great guest. Uh, producers cast, plugs, that's the meads, at Gmail. Uh, hit us up. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, let's enjoy the episode. That's the vibe that I've been getting. I've been getting that people... Uh, Harrison compared it to like a saloon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I was like, okay. You need, you need those saloon doors. The swing doors. doors. Yeah. Singing. Give me a whiskey and a dirty glass. <laughs> Don't worry, I have both of those things. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I brought... Oh, sorry. I brought... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to find... Um, Oh shit! I wanted to find like Thunderbird or Night Train, one of those, uh, for lack of a better term, bum wines. But uh, this is as close as I can get. I uh, and I, also, I just wanted to bring the least classy alcoholic <laughs> beverages I could. So I also got these barefoot spritzers. They look they look great. What is this? It's Wild Irish Rose. I think it's a fortified wine. I can't remember what fortified wine means, but it's like. It's it's just stereotypical homeless people wine. Homeless people wine. <laughs> you know I mean? I've Hold never on. I've never had it. Oh, you're in for a treat. Oh uh, gosh. Let's see here. <laughs> it's like it's comparable to like you ever had like Mad Dog 2020. Or, I uh, God, I'm just trying to think of like the cheapest. No, but it's usually I couldn't find any of the really crazy stuff, but. I think the cheapest wine I've had is like a Woodbridge or something. Oh, okay. No, that's still... <laughs> that's still too classy. Bro. Too classy for wild Irish rose? Yeah. All right. What do we have here? Those are a palate cleanser. If this is a... <laughs> Hold on. I'm not... I, I'm, I'm ready for this. I love a twist-off cap. <laughs> it's always a good sign, for sure. I hope you noticed that I had to start... Oh, gosh. Take a whiff. Oh, wow. 
put that in your, in your gas tank. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I w- this is the kind All of episode right. that I wish Smell O Vision was around yeah. for. All right, we'll just start out. Start small. easy. Yeah. <laughs> this might I, be uh, the best spring. There was a blog. Uh, I don't know if it was a blog. It was just a website I found a long time ago called, it was called bumwines.org, and there was just reviews of all the cheapest wines they could find. And this was on there. There was this stuff called Cisco, which is like, it's like a, it's like a wine cooler, but it's just a whole bottle of wine. (laughs) It's like, so it tastes like a wine cooler, but it's just wine and it's really nasty. And me and a friend of mine split a bottle. He threw it all up. (laughs) He had to go to work the next morning. He woke up at like seven, still drunk <laughs> from it. I don't think this is as extreme. I was going to say, Sean, I have to work tomorrow. This is not, no, <clears throat> this isn't um, a mind blast or anything. Because I drank a whole bottle of this one time on New Year's. Oh, wow. And I was fine. Well, <laughs> reasonably. As fine as I drank a whole bottle of it and then I ate like a, uh, cheers. <laughs> and then I ate like a ch- whole Chinello's pizza. And it was the pizza, I think, sucked oh, it all God. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh. Man. That is... All right, let's... It's been a while since I've had this. <laughs> that's like medicine. It, it, it is. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to cough tomorrow. Oh, oh no. That's the no, goal. No, you're good, yeah. This will kill whatever's in, inside you. Oh, God. Ambition. I get the, I get the <laughs> cleanser now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you're Sean. Hi. Sean Hambright. Mm-hmm. I um, <clears throat> I feel like you do so much. Yeah, I was I was kind of writing. Okay, I was writing down like stuff I wanted to plug, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's the thing that is always weird because a lot of times I bring people on who really only because the the only focus of the show is like I want to talk a little bit about creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, have you listened? Oh yeah, yeah. I was going through that too and seeing like how many I've heard. And it was quite a bit oh wow yeah. well thank you for listening oh, sure. um and so usually when i have someone who has talents i guess other than improv mm-hmm. i usually i i notice i like focus on it mm-hmm. um and not only the fact that you have so much that you do but also like i remember some people were like oh i wanted to talk about this i'm mm-hmm. like well okay so like what's the thing that you most the most interesting thing you want to talk about right now uh well uh trash bang just won a thing yeah trash bang that's yeah. a great place to start yeah, yeah. So, to anyone who doesn't know what trash bang is, what's wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. You, we've had we've had a trash bang person on the show before, so we've had a couple. We've had several, yeah. I mean, you had Dashiell, but that was before mm-hmm. trash bang, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you still, I think it's still. Kind of, you need like a punch card <laughs> for every member. So, like, you've had what Blue, Grace, you. and me, and Dashiell. That's right. So you need there's three more, and you win like a toaster. A I, maybe a toaster. <laughs> I want to. I want to make a toaster that, like those ones that do like the Darth Vader head on it or whatever. But I want to do it with the mammon. With the mammon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Golly. So okay. So Trash Bang is a sketch. A sketch uh, team group mm-hmm. based in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And y'all went up to DC, I believe. Yeah. yeah, we participated in the 24-hour sketch fest at the Unified Scene Theater. Mm-hmm. We got our prompts. It's just like a 48-hour film. They give you. A line of dialogue you have to use, a type of character you have to use, and a prop. And um, you have 24 hours to write, rehearse, memorize, and stage uh, just a single sketch. And uh, and it was it was wild because like we we met about it like 
Friday night. Friday night, they gave us the stuff. They emailed it to us so that we didn't have to drive up to D.C. <laughs> and then come back and then go back up there. Oh, wow. But, um, excuse me, Wild Irish Rose. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling it already. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we met Friday night about it, but we were all extremely tired because I had done a show at 8 and Blue and Grace had done a show at 10. And they also, uh, Grace and Dashiell had just come back from vacation, and we were all just like sitting around, <laughs> pitching out the worst ideas, <laughs> and, which is a good thing to do to get all that out of the way. I would say, I would say. And then um, Saturday morning, we had a better meeting, <laughs> and then uh, we kind of beat it all out. And then uh, I had to drive separately because I had a job the next morning. Mm-hmm. And Blue also drove separately because he was working that day. And uh, so four of us were writing the script in the car on the way up to D.C. And we got there all around 5.30. And this is the first time we're seeing the script. And the show is at 8. <laughs> so we had two and a half hours to... To memorize. To memorize and do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought it was more than one sketch. But y'all yeah. won. Yeah. Yes. We won. Uh, there was like a judge's award and an audience award and the audience award went to one of the dc teams because it was like their home theater sure i'm not i'm not saying it wasn't it wasn't a good sketch but mm-hmm. uh that definitely helped because it was their home but y'all won the judges award yeah for- they had they had like three local kind of personalities uh uh judging and they, they were deliberating for a long time because like in between like after all the sketches they came up they did some improv they did an improv bit where it was like a, a a band reuniting, and they like made up songs on the spot. Oh, that's uh, fun! It was pretty fun. How many how many teams were there? There four, four. Okay, they said they had like six <laughs> last year, so I think they were just kind of really <laughs> desperate. And then we were just like, "Hey, can we do it too?" And they were like, "Yes, please." Yeah, that's awesome. So, what were the uh, the you said it was a lot of dialogue, a uh, prop, and then a, another thing like a char- like a type of character. So the line of dialogue was "Honk in the name of love." <laughs> Uh, the the character was like a nomad, okay, and uh, uh, the prop was a fancy pair of shoes. Did they provide the shoes? No, no, no. They it was all you had to find all the stuff. Okay, and uh, so yeah, and uh, <laughs> I think we pulled it off. I don't want to say too much about the sketch just because we might perform it. Oh, uh, okay, sometime. then yeah, definitely don't. But, I was uh, I was I was like, oh, we're gonna hear about yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, I brought the script. We can just perform it together. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really fun. It was interesting to see because like we did this too. And like every other sketch team, like when the required element came up, it was like super obvious, like point to it. And mm-hmm. uh, it was like, I'm kind of a nomad, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting experience that uh, the unified scene theater is, uh, maybe like as big as this room and your living room. Oh, put together. Very small. <laughs> yeah. For a theater? Yeah. And it was like I saw I saw like the pictures y'all posted of yeah. you like cuddle up on like a small, small stage. Mm-hmm. Like they're probably as big as my couch. Yeah, I think they said <clears> that <throat> it seats forty. That's <laughs> it was very intimate environment. I do always yeah. enjoy the shows that are smaller. Though. Like any fun. concert I've been to. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I like anything bigger than like the national, I'm like, nah. <laughs> Even the national I feel like it's pushing it, but it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well what am I gonna broadband? Depends on yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super small. We had played there before, uh, I played there before with the Johnsons last year or maybe this year, 
But uh, yeah, it was so I knew what to expect. But <laughs> they got there, they were like, like, "What the?" And fuck? it was like super hot in there. They had like one window unit <clears throat> AC. Uh, and uh, the funny thing was too, like when we, I didn't notice this during our sketch, but when I sat down because we went first, but just by random drawing, mm-hmm. and <laughs> when we sat down. Uh, I noticed after a while there's like a window and a door uh, in the front of the thing, and there was just a guy standing outside the window watching the show because like you know it's like a ten dollar ticket or something like that. But and this dude was just watching the show, and the weird thing was like I don't know if he knew what he was seeing or because like he didn't seem to be reacting to it at all. He was just kind of staring. And I'm assuming into he couldn't the, hear it. Oh yeah, because the window was open because it, oh, it was it was okay. really hot in there. <laughs> but um. I'm glad we went first because uh, I feel like I paid more attention to the sketches. Yeah, <laughs> the other ones. Oh man! Otherwise, I'd have just been in, in my head the whole time. That's interesting. So, y'all been a, a, a group for six months, a year? Six months. Uh, since April, I guess was our first show. I guess we started planning for that around February or March or something like that. What is what is what is to you the like the allure of sketch? Um. Actually, I like it better now that I've done a lot of improv because, like, I, I I tried to write before and we would do short films and sketches and that kind of thing. But I feel like sketch or improv prepares <clears throat> prepares you to write collaboratively a little more because before that I was just like I can't write with other people mm-hmm. and but like now when we meet and just talk about sketches and just everybody's throwing in stuff. And it just all works, and you just, you can, it's so easy to just whittle away all the bad stuff and keep all the quality, the quality content. Because everyone's, everyone's contributing, everyone's going to say, like, oh, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, people will bring in sketches, and they're great, and they need very little from us, but then there's also sketches that we will also pitch and write just while we're sitting around. And it's a, it's a really, it's really handy because everybody on trash bang is incredibly intelligent and funny. And, uh, when you have that many people in the room and they all have different perspectives and different mm-hmm. talents and, but they're all, we're all have the same kind of sense of humor. So mm-hmm. that it's, it's a real joy <laughs> to work with all those people and a uh, privilege. Yeah. It seems, I remember one time I was at Grace's for, I think it was probably one of their get togethers. And, uh, I saw two two of y'all just sitting there, like, mm-hmm. and they were just talking, and then it just built into like a sketch pitch yeah. kind of thing, and it was just like, like I was just the, just watching, I didn't contribute at all, yeah. and it just built, and I'm just like, whoa, like I this think was. That's how we came up with uh, Tiny Dad. Tiny Dad. Did you see the Father's Day show? I did not. Uh, okay. I am but, unfortunately way behind on trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that 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 came out of a thing that Jonathan was doing. And then I was like, that ought to be a sketch. And then, and then, um, so then me and Jonathan wrote this so weird 90s sitcom about a dad who was shrunk by a meteor. <laughs> and it got real weird and depressing, like most trash bag stuff does. Oh my gosh. But, I uh, think the best one I've seen was the, I think it's been mentioned by somebody not in the group on this show, was the Cash for Eggs. Oh yeah. Blue, Blue had that one from like, uh, his RVA Tonight days oh really and it was and i think it was still him and grace because they both worked on that show but yeah <laughs> was it joe talking about that one uh i think it was joe yeah. actually yeah i listened to that one because that, oh, okay. that was that was the one episode i did that reviewed second best 
Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. right. Do you find that it's weird listening to like your teammates? Um, Joe's on rodeo with you. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's only weird if they mention me. <laughs> Which I, mean, I think I, 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 don't I, think I, we, I don't think I heard my name come up. I don't think I don't think you come up on the show. Okay, which isn't bad, but you feel yeah. more comfortable with it, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's it, I mean, it's, I'm not uncomfortable. It just it would be weird <laughs> for me to hear people talk about me. Uh, either way, <laughs> so um, what's the thing coming up for Trash Bang? Halloween. Halloween. You guys it's, have a Halloween show. Yeah, it's the Friday, eight o'clock, October twenty sixth. Uh, it's my birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so a fun... Be, yeah. It'll be... Uh, I think last year on my birthday, it was the day before this, the Halloween sketch show that I directed, and I did nothing. I, I mean, well, I mean, I was putting video together all day for my birthday, and when I was done, it was like 12 o'clock. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to sleep. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> my birthday is the day before I'm doing another live podcast episode. Oh, for For Halloween? No, no, the fourth of October. So I'm doing a show okay. in early October, and then I'm doing the Halloween one. Right, right. But um, which is two days. The Wednesday show. We actually open Halloween week. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Coalition Dead. Coalition Dead. Yeah, I just saw the Katie came over that so yeah. fucking good. <laughs> um, and I remember hearing, I remember hearing about a different show y'all were doing. Um, there's a Christmas show, and we're also uh, apparently we're blue. Talk to somebody at WRIR, and they want us to do like a radio hour kind Ooh, of thing. Ooh, interesting! Which is pretty cool. We haven't we haven't really well. We've talked about it a little bit, but we still don't know exactly what it's going to be. So I, I'm was man just the, just thinking because I remember one thing. So recently I listened to I think you've heard this because if you if you've listened then you've heard this where I was I listened to like the f- episode zero. Mm. After like 50 episodes, mm-hmm. and I realized I've kind of strayed away. And one of the things I mentioned in there was like, I want to know about the process. <laughs> and so the one thing I want to ask about this process, you already said it's kind of a thing where y'all all contribute, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a very easy collaboration. Mm-hmm. You kind of you kind of phrase it as easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, is. is there anything more to that? Where in terms because I feel like <clears throat> improv is a good is a good example of like a collaborative effort. Yeah. You need everybody. I realized tonight we were we at practice we did a bunch of things and I was just like, yo, we really I feel comfortable with these guys, so it was really easy to do these things. Yeah. Um I'm assuming the same goes into that. Yeah, I mean we uh oh. me <clears throat> me, Jonathan, and Joe had been on the Johnsons for many years, mm-hmm. and so that's uh, real easy to. We speak in the same language, kind of, and I, I, I know. I think I took classes with Grace. Oh yeah, wow. I it's definitely hard. took classes with Grace. It's weird to think about y'all taking classes. Mm. <clears throat> um, and um, I mean, I just I've known Dashiell just because uh, we were both kind of interested in like animation and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and blue, I just—he's always been around. Also, <laughs> I, I, I don't feel like I've done a lot of improv with blue. Uh, I, I know I have done it. I just don't know exactly where, or when, or why. But um, we actually, before we started writing, um, Trash Bang was like an improv team. It was blue, Jonathan, and Joe, and Catherine would be the edits. She would ride by on rollerblades with like a sign with like some non sequitur on it. <laughs> and that would be the edit. That's so good. <laughs> and then um before we started writing it was like we did an improv set 
with the whole team adding me adding everybody except Dashiell and then when we started writing Dashiell was there because it was their house <laughs> yeah and we were like oh we'll put Dashiell in this sketch and then it was like you know what we're gonna have Dashiell <laughs> be part of the team I don't know if anyone else felt this way but when y'all released those gifs or gifs whichever you however you pronounce it of uh, y'all like transforming in from oh, like, yeah, yeah. the videos and then you guys was like animations and mm-hmm. y'all die in some weird way oh yeah I was I was like oh my gosh that's so cool I'm so jealous I I, <laughs> I assume everyone else felt that way because they're, they're really good and it's really cool mm-hmm. and you can also change like your Facebook to be like the video yeah you can so, have a video like, on there yeah yeah just gosh like what y'all are doing is definitely so cool thank you um, but yeah th- uh, that was fun um, and uh, like we do that title sequence and I change it slightly for every <laughs> show just add in more like weird stock footage and things <laughs> like that and. Uh, I think we're going to do that for the Halloween show and put in old horror movies or something. Oh, man, that's going to be super fun. Um, do you do, kind of transitioning, do you do creative work for your, like, day-to-day job? Yeah, uh, well, kind of. Uh, well, I, I'm part of uh, Double Take. Uh, it's me and Joey Tran, um, and we do videos. Uh, we're working on a thing right now for Segway mm-hmm. uh, of Richmond, which we got through Jonathan and Grace. Um so we're doing their new because they have like an in-store video, mm-hmm. but it's like at least ten years old. Ah, uh, revamped. It up. was also made. I think when the store opened, it was just to sell Segways, and then they realized no one was buying them. <laughs> so they they pivoted towards doing like historic tours and things like that on Segways, and we rode around on them for a couple of days. And uh, I've always kind of made fun of people on Segways, but they are really fun to ride. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. And, uh, but I mean, I still, I feel like I gained some perspective, but I still think if I see somebody riding segways, I'm like, I'm going to think it looks silly, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. It lo- it definitely looks ridiculous. The thing, I mean, if it's just a person riding it, fine. But when you get into like the Paul Blart, like mall security kind mm-hmm. of thing, how am I supposed to take somebody seriously or <laughs> any kind of authority <laughs> riding one of those things around? <laughs> You you could have breezed past. If I see someone riding it, fine. If I see someone riding it, I'm like, why do you own that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, if I see a gr- if I see a tour, I'm a like, tour, okay, you're like, fine. okay, they're doing the tour. They're yeah. tourists. They're not from here. Whatever yeah. it is. I don't. I don't. I've never met a person who owns a Segway. I haven't either. <laughs> like, who's who is buying? Them? Yeah, that's true. I mean, nobody apparently. <laughs> well, they, well, Jonathan was saying he sees somebody going to work down there on one of those like s- single wheel. Segways. Oh, the one with the wheel in the middle. Yeah, and he said, like in the winter time, he'll see the guy like in his long black coat, <laughs> just like floating past. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> that sounds kind of badass. Yeah, like the one wheel one, you're just like, that's dangerous. The yeah. other one, you're just like, I'm I've never. Safe. I, I don't know if they have those there, but we didn't ride them. So the the thing I've been thinking about, and this is uh, when you. <laughs> Reminded me that we're doing, we were doing the show because I completely forgot. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I thought about, uh, I think you, I think it, I think it was you, or I have somebody else who's also in kind of film kind of thing. Um, you like posted some videos or something or on Snapchat or sorry Instagram of you working, and I'm like, man, I wonder how doing a creative job affects your creativity outside of it. Because my job is very boring. There's mm-hmm. no room for creativity. So when I get off of work, I'm excited to do my activities and yeah. whatever. So I wonder, is it empowering being creative all the time or does it hinder? It, it's nice because like, well, I, most of my work is like freelance. So I'm not working all the time, which is good and bad. Right. So, sure. cause I'm always living off of like the last job. 
yeah. which is scary sometimes. But um, I also just have a lot of time where I just sit around and do almost nothing. So I also drive for like Lyft. Yeah. So that, that gets me out of the house and makes me money. But um, <clears throat> it's weird. Like um, I, I, I will often go just in the morning uh, to Captain Buzzy's. That's my office. And I'll just sit there and write uh, and drink coffee. And maybe once in a while I'll get, like, a quiche or something. But it's, like, I'll just post up there for, like, two, three hours. I'll read and then just write. I write sketches longhand okay. just because it's, like, another step that you can edit, right? So, yeah. like, when you write it, and you're like, okay, and write it by hand. And then you take it home and you type it up. And it's just, like, you can be like, what was I thinking when I wrote it, though? <laughs> this is how I should have done it. So it's, like, it's just another step in there rather than having to stare at a screen the whole time. I like that. That sounds like a really. I, I used to um, when I was like, I had my first swing at stand up. I used to write it out longhand. Mm-hmm. That and probably I, yeah. I mean that's. I, I don't know. It sounds like pretentious or whatever, but uh, it's it really is just the physical. I mean, you remember you can remember it better, and you just I don't know. <laughs> I think it would be pretentious if you did it with like a quill and ink. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's. I think that's the level you have to reach to Are get there. Find, how do you know that I write it with a quill? <laughs> you like, can like a I get parchment, parchment paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I just think that um, <clears throat> okay. So doing all the things that you do, it, it doesn't it doesn't hinder you when you like have to do it for work. No, uh, no, um, because when I'm if I'm on a job and I'm bored, I'm just thinking about stuff like that. So it's like uh, if I work on a sometimes I'll also do freelance like special effects work, which is like practical effects, so like fire, smoke, sometimes explosions. That's kind of cool, but. Um, there's a lot of downtime because not every scene is going to need all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I work with a guy who's like the special effects supervisor, and we would literally just sit on the trailer and just fuck around until we're needed. And it's always just doing bits, you know, looking <laughs> at shit on YouTube, listening to music, whatever. And it's, it's it's great, and we're getting paid the whole time. So it's a little less uh, be creative with the fire, and more like. We have been creative, and we know where we want the fire. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, it's 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 definitely a conversation that the supervisor and the producer have to have about like you know what's, what's safe, possible. what's possible, yeah, yeah. Um, what does it mean for the scene, what's informing it, whatever. But it um, to back to the, the actual question, it's like <laughs> when I had like a, I worked a retail job for a long, long time, mm-hmm. like longer than I should have, and I would think about doing cool stuff all day but then when you get home it's like i'm exhausted i'm not inspired anymore and i can't do anything except watch tv yeah and so like if i have all day to sit around and just think up bullshit you know if i'm not working it's uh it's valuable i guess yeah you're having that time to be valuable yeah the only thing that's probably kept me very creative is having to actually go to a thing Mm -hmm. so like going to practice today like i didn't i didn't want to go i wanted to sit at home and like finish like whatever I was doing and like yeah. relax but going and then being there I was like ready to like be creative but mm-hmm. like I couldn't imagine not having I mean I had the choice to to go or not go but like yeah that would be that would be something that could definitely like, cripple the creativity mm-hmm. for sure yeah when it starts yeah <clears throat> it's just it, sometimes it helps to like be forced <laughs> into to like do that. yeah like you know it, it's always gonna be worth your time to go to like practice mm-hmm. um the, at least worth your time in that 
you know, just getting it, the more you do it, the more the better you are, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's about getting reps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did uh, my first music open mic yesterday. Ooh. How'd that go? Uh, it went well. I didn't get booed off the stage. No, no. Uh, you know, everyone was like pretty complimentary, probably because they knew it was my first time. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was talking with Anthony because he was the one who kind of put, turned me on to it, and it was just like. Um, yeah, it's all about getting reps. It's all about doing it more. You'll stop feeling nervous, and yeah. well, to a degree. I feel like um, I I have a, a band sometimes. Uh, <laughs> that uh, well, it was my old roommate, and I would just record stupid shit. And um, we had the opportunity to play a show at Strange Matter maybe a year or so ago, but. Um, I was not nervous. Like I was thinking, I was going to be nervous, but I was. I didn't realize I've been on, getting on stage like twice a week for yeah, <laughs> right? many years. So I was just like, what the fuck ever. I will say that definitely. Um, I don't get on stage nearly as much, but like having <clears throat> having done a lot of stage work, um, yeah, I'm a lot less nervous about things. Mm-hmm. Like when I was up there singing, yeah, I was nervous because I'm like, oh, I don't sound good, but I was just like, yeah, but I'm just I'm just doing a scene, yeah, and like. I've I've turned off the audience so many times and I just kinda of focus on like whatever whoever's on the stage, if I'm like yeah. doing a two person or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or if I'm by myself, like yeah, so I think that's definitely something that really helped me kind of relax more. Like with my yeah. job, like I have to call people and stuff, so like oh, yeah. that's definitely something that I think like I'm just doing a weird scene where, <laughs> right. where I know exactly what I, I have to like ask them questions or whatever it is. So uh-huh. like um yeah, I definitely think that, that is that is a like a good way to go about it. Mm-hmm. I notice that you don't have a phone case. Nah. I, well, I just like, I get a new phone like every two years mm-hmm. and I'm just tired of buying them. And like, I mean, this is almost at the end of two years and this is the least fucked up I've ever had a phone. <laughs> get it. I got a little chip at the bottom, but I, I, they are making them a little safer now. Yeah. Like, it's it's a little sturdier. I've dropped it a lot more than, than I, uh, I yeah, have. I, well, cause I have the 10, so it's like, oh, yeah. it's a like glass all over. Oh, so wow. like, I'm afraid. Right. But I've always gotten these Diztronic cases that are like 10 mm. bucks. They're like silicone. Like it's very like thin if you want to like Ooh, feel yeah. like how thin it is. Oh, wow. It, um, and it always protects no matter how many times I drop it. Like mm. I never, the only time I cracked my phone was when it landed like this, oh, wow. like a rock. I usually get it. It usually only cracks if I drop it on pavement, which doesn't happen a lot. But I just if I drop it on wood, I'm not gonna just throw it on the floor. But uh, no, please don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> oh shit! Like I just said, the contract's all this up. It's just that's just like a just a, such, a, such a ballsy move. Yeah, it's a phone. It, it is a phone, but like that's like one way of saying it. But like realistically, how much you use that phone, how important that phone is. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like I also, I guess I've just learned to be careful with it. Because, like, I don't, um, like, if I'm working outside in, like, a hostile environment or whatever, I'll usually just <laughs> leave it somewhere. You know, I'm going to leave it on the trailer in my, in my car or something like that. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to carry it around uh, too much. Yeah, I've dropped my phone. Oh, gosh. Um, I dropped my phone once in the past, like, couple months. I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> and I dropped it, and it fell into the other stall where oh, somebody God. else was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it did inspire a, like a stand-up bit, but like I was just like, "Oh god, that's the worst." What if it was unlocked? If I was doing yeah, something, it's like, like you got some weird text thread going on, or like yeah, like on like any kind of dating app or anything, like 
God, like, it, could, it could have been really weird. It was <laughs> locked and it was like it was fine, but like that, that was weird. And it, of course, it didn't break. But like, God, man, that's such a weird. <laughs> yeah, I had to put my do not disturb because. I'm part of a couple like different group threads that won't mm. stop. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> the I used to get um, my last phone. Or speaking of the bathroom, I, my last phone I had a case on it, mm-hmm. and I dropped it in the bathroom in my old place, and <laughs> it was like a it was a fan apartment. It was in the museum district, so there was just this random pipe sticking out. <laughs> And naturally, it bounced off the floor and hit the pipe, and that's when it cracked. On the pipe? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> And I had a case on it, so at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to um, spend it, money on a case. Because I used to get, like, the carved. Have you seen those? Like, the got the wood. Oh, wow. You went all really out. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I used to I used to get into it because, like, I had, like, a couple of different ones that I would mm-hmm. switch out. But It's kind of feel nice getting to really experience the phone, the thin phone. Yeah. I will say, also, the only thing is with the camera, it's got, like, a protruding camera yeah that's like that. that would annoy me yeah. but other than that i just i just noticed that i'm just like wow you know some people a lot of people do that but the only people who i see do that are the people who uh, if i text them i'm getting a reply in three days kind of what without a case yeah the people who uh, don't have a case don't are <laughs> not near it. their phones yeah. a lot no i'm on this phone all the time <laughs> i figured i'm just like that's surprising you live yeah. your life dangerously you yeah. bought wild irish rose <laughs> confirmed for dangerous man although you did bring this so you might be a little safer than yeah this is just a yeah <laughs> just a, a contingency plan <laughs> but he went back for a second glass <clears throat> yeah it uh i do feel a little loose i did uh i did a double header on monday what I did two two episodes in a row. Oh wow! So and both people brought you booze. Of course, that, that is the new thing. And I'm not. I am not. Who started that? It. Was it Dan? Dan. It was Dan. 100. He brought a bottle, and he's like, "You never show up empty handed." I'm like, "My mom taught me that, but I never listened to her until someone else did it." And then ever since then, like Gretchen came, she brought me like five drinks, and we went through all of them. I was pretty lit. I think nice. the most drunk I ever got was with uh, Gerard. No oh, wait. Oh, so Gerard came over, but we drank my beer, so mm-hmm. it didn't really count. I've had I've had my own beer on the show a lot, but um, yeah. Ever since then, it's like every single person. That's why I have like fucking like a wine open, like right here. <laughs> you need a bar in here. You just need a straight up like bar. If I get if I do start barring out, this is where it will have to be because it's <laughs> the whole selection of bakers and yeah. I got left, you like, get like a mini fridge. Golly. Um. Yeah, I left Harrison. We went through that bottle. Wow. Oh, this is my shelf of gifts. Oh, okay. People, people. Sometimes people don't. <laughs> Did bring, someone bring you a tall boy? <laughs> Anthony probably did. He's like, did he get that from the theater? I don't think he did. He got it from like Seven Eleven. And I was like, he's like, I put this up so when we run out of the other things I brought, we can have that. And it got like most way through the episode. And I'm like, can I just keep that to like? Is it unopened? Out. It's unopened. Nice. Yeah. It's that's only for display only. Yeah, yeah display only. Uh, just to go over that. Me and Dashiell made that like oh, a year yeah. ago. He brought, he brought... He was the first person to ever bring something. He brought collage supplies. That's cool. <clears throat> he made it... I had to cut out things because it was a lot of us just like quietly working on <laughs> right. the collage. But I was just like, this is so great. <laughs> um, what another, another question I've really been enjoying lately is, what was the... Uh, Catalyst to get you an improv, but before you answer that, what was like your first creative thing? Like ever? Yeah, like the first thing that got you like into creativity. Like mine was art. I uh, needed to take an art class in like yeah. eighth grade, and so I would actually spend time drawing. Oh, even further, I made a comic when I was like eight. Hmm. Um, 
uh, Dragon Man. <laughs> nice. To be yeah. Uh, that was what. Yeah, that was me. I uh, I was Dragon Man. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah, I drew comics when I was like uh, I guess fifth, sixth grade. Around the time. Yeah, and like. Um, I drew those for a long time. I did it up through like halfway through high school, and I realized I couldn't draw, and that was a <laughs> that was a, a hard realization to have. Oh, but so I was always taking like art classes. I was in like art club and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. art was like was like the catalyst. So it was like it was. Um, I was always more interested in like mapping out the story than the actual drawing of it. And it's kind of the same way now because it's like I'm uh, one of my worst flaws is I'm kind of lazy <laughs> so when i write something to be filmed i'm just like oh <laughs> it's like writing it is a <laughs> fucking pleasure and it's just like this is gonna be funny and there's like man i gotta like schedule people and like figure <laughs> out how we're gonna do this thing and it's just like oh <laughs> um so yeah. you're, you're a writer you're a composer yeah yeah that's where you that's where your creative has always been yeah that's funny that you, i guess it's funny that you do improv which i am excited to hear about how you got an improv but like mm-hmm. Watching you on stage because, like, I'm basically like Gantz the Junior Junior, sure. the third. <laughs> like, and I don't not, not to put myself in the same category, but just like the way he thinks. Mm-hmm. And like Scott's my coach. Like, it's always been like the I've always came in line with their way of thinking. And you being on the, the same team as <laughs> them, I feel like that's kind of the similar way that you are. Yeah. And so I've watched countless sets that y'all have done, mm-hmm. and then like rodeo and. Y- detective on the same night so i watched a lot of your sets there mm-hmm. and i definitely see a lot of kind of you say like i don't say you're lazy but like a lot of times you're just it's mental what yeah. you're doing on stage i don't see a lot of like crazy emotion or right. like anything crazy physical nah. but like it always is wonderful and so like that's where it's just like i totally see what you're saying where you're like you're the, you play the mental game you're like mapping it out you're like really yeah. kind of influencing it yeah, i'm looking for the patterns because i had gans as a coach for like five years <laughs> exactly yeah, and uh, I'm looking for the patterns and the game, and uh, yeah, just uh, trying to react. I I always get, I always feel like I get a a better laugh if I just react almost normally mm-hmm. to like like I don't know. There was something where Lauren was doing something just super physical, and then apparently, like in the scene, she picks up like a whole car, and I just said, "Holy shit!" <laughs> And it was like that's how I would that's what I would say in real life. So just like I mean, what but what else could you say to that? It's kind of like any kind of group game where the last move is like a a complete turn where mm-hmm. it's like build 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 and then like yeah like just like fall flat. Mm-hmm. It's like you bring that, but it's like such a short scale where it's just like pick up a whole car. And I remember this. You were like, holy shit! Yeah. Just, yeah, it crushed because it was just like it was real, but it was also like exactly the opposite. It was a, it was a whole like uh, honor or betray thing, and you kind of honored it, but you also betrayed the re- the type of reaction, <laughs> right? which was just, oh gosh, so funny. That's what I'm saying. You have, you just, you just know the right choices to make. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, being on a team with Gantz or on a team for however many years, was it five years? Yeah, we started in 2013. Holy shit. And, uh, that was when the theater, uh, the, the theater space that we have now opened. That's right. Yeah. It was like, we were the flagship teams and, and it was, it's super, it's interesting. I was think, thinking about this, like when we started doing like rodeo and the new teams and everything, I feel like the, almost all the teams 
that we started with had like a longer uh, awkward phase yeah. than these teams have had. Really? Now, just because like um, everybody that I'm playing, everybody that's playing now has been on that stage before. So like when we did the auditions before, like we had a couple people that didn't take classes there that were coming from like VCU and just anywhere else. So like we had a bunch of different kind of skill sets and like it was also about you know we, this is the first time we're playing together and like we didn't i think there was a lab but it wasn't i don't think i ever did a lab mm-hmm. <laughs> before that but um i think they had a monthly lab at g5 uh, before the space opened i don't know if it was at gallery it was at um art six yeah no no no, no. um plant zero south side manchester what is it with all these like words and numbers yeah i don't know <laughs> but uh yeah it was just a space over there off of uh, i don't know what street that is it's, it's by manchester mm-hmm. um it was like art works is across the street or something oh yeah yeah on the uh, whole yeah 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 and um but that was where I did a couple student shows there. I did like one student show at Gallery Five, and mostly because that was my whole experience with improv when I auditioned. Oh yeah, okay. It was so just class shows, the and first, classes. So that what? Okay, let's go back to. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm orchestrating this now. Let's go back to what got you in improv, and then we'll kind of finish the rest of that story. Okay, I think I was done anyway. But um, <laughs> um, uh, I got into it because uh, Joey started doing it. Well, um, well, Joey. How long have you known Joey? Hmm. Years. Mm-hmm. Ten? At least ten years. Uh, because I I met Joey because I auditioned to be in a short film he was making. And uh, he just started casting me and stuff he was doing. And then we just started hanging out. And then we lived together a couple of times. Um, but yeah, it's been forever. But he was filming um, their monthly shows at Gallery 5. And then he started doing improv classes, and uh, eventually he started just being in the shows, and he was like, hey, can you come film this, because I'm on stage. (laughs) And I started filming it, and I would just do that for a while, and then eventually I just signed up for a class. It's like, you're like, I'm here so much, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looked like fun. Yeah. It's just like they say on stage, if it looks like fun, go to (laughs) rvacomedy.com and sign up. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that was it. And... um, I think I, I took uh, one-on-one with Pyjor when they still had the space in Carytown. Okay. And I think I did all my classes there. Oh, wow. Did you take a class after that at all? I took, yeah, I took the whole deal. I did, I did one-on-one through oh, sorry, four-on-one. I, did, you ever do, did you ever do a class at the theater? Since, since I was on a house S- team? No. S- no. Oh, okay. I keep meaning to go back, but it's always like I got a hundred million things to do of over course. there. So yeah, yeah. it's like, I, I actually might do one. Um, if I, if I find out that I have more time, cause I, I don't think I'm going to audition for another house team. It's always so weird to find out who is and who is yeah. not auditioning. Cause like, it, yeah, I was just like, again, I was looking at the list of stuff today and I'm like, oh man, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I was almost, I was almost going to do it when I saw who they announced was coaching. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's yeah. a great list. I, yeah. That's Kill a squad of, of coaches. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I can imagine just being so busy. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I'm, I'm already going to be there <laughs> all the time. Um, but yeah, so like I took one one and I think I took like a, I don't know how many class sessions before I came back because I was kind of broke at that time. Sure. And, uh, that's when they started doing like interning and in those days, interning was literally just hanging up posters. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was like, you hang up some posters, and then you get a free class. And I was like, all right. 
And that's how I took most of those classes. I don't know if I paid for another class. <laughs> um, but uh, I was really happy to be in them. Um, because I actually had Gantz for 301 and 401. Oh, what an experience. Then I was on the Johnsons. So, uh, so he yeah. knew all about you then. Yeah, yeah. I had Gantz for 301. That was a great experience. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then so you just... Joey kind of on a whim took classes. Yeah. Then you made the team, and then it was just... From there, yeah, just yeah, I've being been, a major part, I've been there ever since. Um, yeah, and uh, I think we did like a. I remember doing like an early sketch show where I hated the tech because I couldn't get it to work right. But uh, it was <laughs> wait, a fun was show. Wait, wait, was the sketch that you hated the tech? No, no, no. It was just genuinely... like I had a bunch of tech and I didn't know how to execute it properly, <laughs> so it so, didn't work. Oh man! But um, um. Uh, but yeah, and then it was like a long time before we did another sketch show. <laughs> um, but those are always fun too. Even just like, yeah, the, the coalition sketch shows. Um, I've enjoyed everyone I've seen. I've, yeah, I've had a good time with those. I, I feel bad about, I, I really, uh, was happy with the 4th of July sketch show. Mm-hmm. Um, so fun, but I was also like, we were also preparing like two, trash bang shows during that so oh, it was just like gosh, all right yeah. i guess trash bang on monday and then the other sketch shows uh you know some other time in the week and then a rodeo practice and then i don't know what else i was doing but uh it was a lot it was like three sketch shows in a month <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds very stressful <laughs> It, really it all, it, I mean, as a viewer, it all turned out very well. No, thank you. But uh, I was ha- I was happy with the shows themselves. That, that was no problem. That was the least of my worries. It was just like, can we do? Can I do this? And uh, I, after the second best show, I had a bad. I had a bad trip. I, I didn't. I don't want to say trip, but I had a bad high after that <laughs> show. After the second best trash bang show, I was just so relieved. But I was also still nervous because we had a show the next week, the Father's Day show. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, we pulled that one off. It was great. And I was just like, oh. It was just this huge weight off. Is this the, uh, and then I the got biscuits? The what? The My Mama's Biscuits high? Uh, no, it was it was the night before. It was, it was Friday night. And, like, I had had a vodka Red Bull after the show. And then we took stuff over back to the theater and then I ran into somebody, and we smoked weed, and I smoked too much, and the alcohol was too much, and the the, the huge stress and the exhaustion kicked in. Oh. And I was like, I walked back over to Gallery 5 because I wanted to see Adam Stackhouse do Law and & Order. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I get I get in there, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm too high. <laughs> it was just like, I can't. So I just sat down, and uh, I was like, I'll be fine once the show starts. And then that show never happened. I'm sitting there, like, the, the Adam Stackhouse was opening oh, for that's right. Bad Joke Bingo. And, like... It's tech problems, right? There was tech issues or something, <laughs> but I'm sitting there for, like, 20 minutes, just super high. I was like, I need something to focus on. I can't talk to anybody. I can't I can't oh, move. No, I should, should not drive home. Um, I just, But I just wanted to go to bed, but I was like, I can't do that, so I need to sit here and focus on something. And then the show never started. I'm uh, just sitting there forever. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it must have and felt I, like ages. Oh, my God. And, like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I see, like, on the stage monitor at Gallery 5, I see this giant cockroach crawling across the <laughs> I was like, oh, man. 
I, I hope I'm really seeing that, you know, and luckily, yes, they love Gallery 5. They got a bug problem. But <laughs> that was a real thing that I saw. I wasn't hallucinating. It was just pot, you know. But, <laughs> but and like, I was, I, lo- I was sweating and, <laughs> and like, it was not a good time. And like, people were asking me, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. Stop, stop, stop asking me if I'm okay. I'm not, I, I thought I was. But it was, you know, a lot of people were concerned, and I was like, uh, I appreciate it, <laughs> and I got through. And once the other show started, I was like, okay, <sighs> you got through it. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I gosh. actually won the bad joke bingo, and uh, I was just terrified. Like I was okay at that point, but I was terrified that like I think I was the first winner of the night. Mm. So I went up to get a prize and I was like if they try to get me to do like a bit with them or something I'm fucked because <laughs> it was just like yeah. nah <laughs> but that was the worst high experience I've ever had is and, there uh, oh my gosh I'm trying to picture like what if what if you had to do a set after that like what if you forgot that you had a set and had to do that you know that that happened to me right <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to say it I wanted to like let you say it yeah. <laughs> oh that sucked too um it wasn't uh as I wasn't going through as much horror <laughs> yeah. or existential horror that was after that no, that was long after that. It was like uh it was the last Johnson show and like that was another week. I had actually worked on a shoot for like I don't know, it was like three days in a row, like twelve hour days. So I was super tired. And I, I I did the rodeo set and I was like I got off stage, I was feeling good, it was a good set. I was Great like, set. Oh cool. And then like uh somebody offered me weed again. I was like, Yeah, all right, I did the show, I'm done for the night and then smoked and immediately after as soon as it kicked in, I was like Oh shit! I got a ten o'clock because <laughs> I saw other people from the Johnson showing up. I was like, "Oh shit! I'm an asshole." I felt like such a dick. Did it, did it fuck the show up though? I didn't feel great about it. Um, and the first scene, the first scene, uh, Lauren was trying to like pimp me out to rap, and in the back of my mind, I was like, "There's no fucking way." <laughs> There's no fucking way. I couldn't do that on a good day. <laughs> like, you're trying to get me to rap right now? I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> so I spit, like, two lines of a rap, and she was like, oh, is that you rapping? And then that was the edit. Thank Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember anything else about the show, except I didn't feel great about it. Oh, um, man. So that don't get high and do improv. Don't do that. Learn from my mistakes. Don't it is do not good. that. I, get uh, buzzed. Buzz, yeah, a couple I, beers is fine. I we have like a tradition where we always get like a little buzz before any kind of improv we do. Mm. Um, what is because you have five years of the Johnsons? That's crazy, right? That's <laughs> that's the one thing I don't like about the short house team runs. Yeah, because there's no chance for us. Like, there's no chance for any team to keep going right. unless like they really put the work in and they mm-hmm. really do a lot of refineries. But yeah. like. We don't get to have that same experience, which is fine. Like that, no one, no one, no one owes us that. Right, right. But like, it just sounds like like scrolling through the Johnsons' Twitter and it's like going back and seeing all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So I want to know. It's also yeah, like uh, I don't know. Are we going to get to go do festivals or anything like that? Are we even going to practice anymore? Like, yeah. the, another thing to add on is like, I don't expect any of the coaches to, like keep coaching. Like they yeah. serve their time. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure if we were like, hey, Scott, we want to do a once a month thing, he'd be down. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
it just feels like a lot to put on. And then also everyone else, like like a couple of people, like someone's buying a new home, someone's trying to have a kid. Like mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of things going on. Everyone kind of committed to six months, and it would just feel yeah. weird if no one, if not everyone, was involved. Yeah, I, but I mean, again, like I could. S- it's kind of uh, sad, but it's also like, again, like you guys are all like more seasoned than I was when I started. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because like you've again labs, refineries, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It came up on those. So and like, but I have no. I, I'm not. I'm not worried about not seeing anybody from a house team on that stage sure. again. You yeah, know, it's like. Uh, They'll find a way on the stage again, yeah. whether it's on an indie team or a house team or mm-hmm. a special or even variety just, show. Yeah, Rodeo was talking about that tonight. I was just like, yeah, if we want to do a thing at a refinery, just put out a put out a group text say, y'all want to do a refinery this week? Yeah, <laughs> you know, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um. So what's so going back to the whole Johnson thing? Like, what's I don't want to say like your best memory, but like mm-hmm. I don't know, one that stands out, one that. Maybe not everyone would know about that. Would be really fun to repeat. There <laughs> uh, are a couple, as many as you want. Well, we did a we did um, NCCAF a couple of couple of times, maybe three four times. That's the um, North Carolina Comedy Arts Festival, which was run by a, a piece of shit, uh, apparently. Oh. Um, but you know, we never had any bad experiences with them. I'm not gonna not shit talk them, but. <laughs> I'm also not going to not. <laughs> that makes sense. But anyway, uh, it was a good festival. We always had a good experience there. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently, like, that theater itself had problems. But, but your festival experience was, we was always luckily had a good very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm pretty sure every other coalition team that went always had a good time, too. But um, one year we went, and uh, I'm not going to name names. Probably but, a good idea. But one of our team members, the Johnsons went, one of our team members... Uh, was blackout drunk. It was not me, okay? Let me just say that. I'll just say it was not me. Okay, I've never been blackout drunk on stage. Hi, yes. Wait, but, wait, uh, they were on stage? Yeah. Oh. But the best, it was still a great set because, like, we uh, we kicked this person's ass on stage, like, physically beat on them, and uh, uh, they did not remember a thing. And it, was that, a, it was a great scene. That narrows it down a bit. I feel like I have a good idea who it is. All right. No, 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 no. No, okay, no, no. okay. Well, I won't guess anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, that sounds... Oh, man, I could I could not imagine. The, I'm trying to think of... Uh, I don't think I've ever... The only time I've ever been like on the edge of being too drunk to perform mm-hmm. was like we went to like a pool thing and got like day drunk. Oh. But like by the time we had gone through all the phases of sobering up, by the time we finally went on stage, but like, golly, being that, that sounds—it was in North Carolina. Yeah, you go all the way was, down. Yeah, it was February, so it wasn't like too hot or anything. But mm. um, yeah, it was like <laughs> it was just like I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I had had a drink or two, and I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody was drinking. Actually, yeah, yeah, uh, a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's a festival. I'm yeah, yeah. Nervous. I don't know any of these people, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a. <laughs> any festival we went to was a good time, whether or not the set was good. Because mm-hmm. like, if you go, the first year we went to a festival, the set was horseshit. Like, uh, in most of our opinions, just not great. Because we're nervous, we're in our heads, we're, we're doing improv in front of people we never seen before. And then after like a year or two of doing this, we were very comfortable. 
Did y'all festivals? Do, y'all did a lot of fests. <clears throat> um, we did like three, three uh, fests were our go-to. We did the NCCAF. Mm-hmm. We did Charm City in Baltimore. Oh, uh, at the big? What's that? At the big, the Baltimore Theater. Thing. Uh, no. What was, was the square stage? It was at the at Zissimo's. Oh, okay. The bar. Oh, the bar. <laughs> I remember. I heard yeah, about yeah. that. Uh, well, the first year we went to Charm City, we did improv in this old church. <laughs> and uh, there was, in the room, like, behind the stage, there was a wake going on. At the time of At you... The, during the festival. <laughs> we were warming up outside, and people were pulling up in limos and shit, and getting out in their <laughs> finest, and coming in, and we're doing fucking shakedowns and passing the face. Passing the people, face. And people are fucking coming in to mourn whoever the hell. Oh, golly. And again, that was the first year we did that festival. Mm-hmm. And so that was just one other thing we were thinking about, and we didn't have the greatest... <laughs> Didn't have the greatest set. But we've been back there many times since and had a wonderful time there. And it was a good time in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's that's a very interesting... They, they, Baltimore has upgraded a bit in, yeah, in the yeah. years since. I went to uh, their most recent fest mm-hmm. uh, with the dollar store bullshit. That was a mm-hmm. fun time. They have a really fun stage. Um, so I'm, I'm only... I've only performed on the coalition stage, mm-hmm. which is very long, mm-hmm. no doors or anything. Yeah. But I guess it's like a regular thing to have a fucking door in like the back. Like a door, yeah. The NCCAF or, was like that. Or a deep stage. Yeah. Like well, more can, like Gallery 5. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Although Gallery 5, the only thing I don't like about them in terms of an improv set is they leave the speakers up. So I like, oh, yeah. You like, it like closes you off. Like mm-hmm. you're looking through a narrow passageway. Mm-hmm. Well, That's always... Speaking of Patrick Gantz... Uh, speaking of Patrick Gantz... Gantz and uh, Aaron Grant would often... I feel like I would see them just climb on top of that shit all the time. It was Yo, great. <laughs> I did not... I, I didn't... I saw the All-Star show, which was at Gallery 5, and mm-hmm. I was like... For second best. Second best, yeah. Um, at the the, la- the live show that I did, the, Coalition, the first episode of Coalition Live... Um, it was told to me that kids put a hole through. Yeah, I saw that shit. Yeah, you were there. You were <laughs> I also I wasn't in there, but I, I wasn't in the show. But I saw. I saw you it. were also at the refinery show, and you and Josh Wright booed me. Uh, what? <laughs> Do you I don't know if I that? booed you for that. No, no, he wasn't at the refinery one. Oh, right. It was a fun bit, but I just remember I just had to point it out. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he put. A, I guess he put. I, I was like, where? Where is the hole that is in the wall? I think now? they've replaced the hole back of that stage by now. But yeah. It was just like it was like the back of the stage. The, I yeah. can't remember what the scene was, but I remember. I desperately I do remember. You remember the punch? punch? Oh yeah, I was there. Oh no, I, I, I don't know whether the, I was filming or if I was just there. Was it a boss? Oh, so there might be. No, he was just. It was like he was mad about something in the scene, and he just went. <laughs> it just oh, went right through. I could, I could kind of relate. Um, I. Right after high school, I still lived at home, and I went to a community college, so I would also do community theater. Um, and this theater company would have the, you know, the stage flats, but they were canvas instead of, like, wood. And uh, there was something, there was a scene I was in, and I threw this CD case... And I threw it at the wall, and it went straight through the canvas. <laughs> and ever since that show, they've had wood flats. I'm like, all right, I've left my mark. <laughs> he left in the, the Sean Hamright rule. And it was oh, like, these wood flats. I can't remember how long these flats had been up either. I don't know. If, I think it was before the show started. I, hopefully mm-hmm. it wasn't during a performance. But I threw this thing, and it just went 
like right through. It was great. So you did theater before you did? Yeah, yeah, I had done theater. In between, in between that. figuring out you can't draw and yeah. doing like film stuff? Well, because like I grew up uh, in the country. So in Virginia? Was, yeah, I was uh, Northern Neck, uh, like 45 minutes southeast of Fredericksburg. Okay. Just nothing going on out it, there. I didn't know that there was a thing 45 minutes southeast of Fredericksburg. Most don't. I mean, there isn't. <laughs> really? <laughs> there isn't. Apparently there's community theaters, so well, I'm there's, impressed. There's like Washington's birthplace and Robert E. Lee's birthplace <laughs> right next to each other. And uh, I went to Washington and Lee High School. <laughs> so, Washington and Lee High School. Oh, yeah. my God. That's a bit all the time. Yeah. Um, so, what... So, so you... So, we have the kind of a timeline now. Mm-hmm. Art, suck at art, your words. Uh, <laughs> community theater, yeah. gap, improv. But the gap kind of... The gap is college. College. And <laughs> yeah. you were doing like... You were working on like film stuff. Like doing like the... I don't want to say behind the scenes. But I feel like that's uh, kind of the phrase. Well, like, um, I really wasn't doing any film stuff um, for money <laughs> for okay. a long time. Um, the experience. I did... I went to a community college for a few years, and then I moved to Richmond to go to VCU to get a degree. Mm-hmm. And I did not take any film class. Well, I took a screenwriting class, but that was—I'm an English. I was an English major, so my degree's in English. And the only like film class I took was screenwriting. Um, so that in between, I made—I worked on like short films with Joey. I did a couple myself, and then, um, but mostly it was just going to school and working two jobs. And uh, doing nothing. I didn't party in college at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I barely dated. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it was just like get through college for some reason. And then I finished college and I still worked retail for, <laughs> for several <real>. more years. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can relate to this whole get through college like idea. Yeah. But also I wasn't doing anything creative at the time. So mm-hmm. I can't. It. Well, it, it helped uh, being an English major because like, it was either the classes were either like reading something and then talking about it or just writing, like composing stuff. So I did like fiction classes, uh, nonfiction writing stuff, screenwriting. I think those were all the like creative classes I took. So there's a constant thread of creativity in your life. Yes. It was something I realized that I needed mm-hmm. <laughs> to stay sane, especially... Starting in a small town, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I needed some kind of creative expression because I did theater like senior year of high school too, and that's where that. Well, what was your senior play? The non-musical version of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen Sweeney Todd, but the look on your face said like that's a well, funny it's, thing. It's well, you know, the school was poor, so they couldn't afford to do a musical, sure, sure, sure. and like the talent pool wasn't wide. Um, <laughs> It couldn't have been wide if they cast me, but um, they, uh, were you the lead? I was. There it is. I scared the. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all doing? But uh, it was cool because I got to like kill people on stage. Sweeney Todd, the demon barber. Of so you've Street. always been Jesse Hill Jr. Then Wait, what? <laughs> Every set we do, he kills somebody. Oh, wow. that's, that's like right. his thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have fallen on the stage so many times for that man. <laughs> Okay, but the non-musical version of Sweeney Todd. Yes. <laughs> it um, sounds lit. It's just, I mean, yeah, it's just Sweeney Todd with no s- musical numbers. It's like uh, I was a barber that killed people, and I dumped him down uh, a chute, and this woman 
uh, made meat pies out of people. <laughs> and then eventually I was killed. I don't, I don't know. But I just, I, I liked it because we had this nice, uh, fun, like, blood gag, like, fake razor whenever I would kill somebody. And we got to use a lot of stage blood. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds super fun. It was. I definitely told the story before of watching one of my best friends in high school do a play and being super jealous that I wasn't also doing <laughs> uh-huh. theater. Which is, you know, foreshadowing for the fact that I do, like, theater now. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like, not doing anything creative in college or high school even. Like, and then getting to see, like, your path is just like, oh, you're you're destined to be a creative. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was just something I needed. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good. It's a good like, outlet. It's like, before that senior, and, you know, I, I signed up to do drama because of girls. Right. Um, but, uh, <laughs> right? Right? I mean, that, that's exactly, I can't, it's such a cliche, but it's exactly why I started doing it. <laughs> um, but uh, um, I forgot where I was going with this. You started doing drama because of girls, but then you learned that you loved it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that. I assume that's it where that's like, going. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was fun. It was like. I didn't really have any other thing in high school, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was... Did you have any, like, big influences? Like, anything that really, like... Like, we go through life normally, but, like, every now and then you get re-energized by any kind of influence, whatever oh it is. God. It's usually movies or <clears throat> TV. Like, um, I don't know how, much, how, how well some of this stuff has aged, but when I was in high school, I watched, like, Clerks for the first time. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith movies. Really like that one. I get a lot. I get a Kevin Smith vibe from you. Really? And the, the the good parts of Kevin oh, good. Smith. <laughs> I don't it's see like, any jorts on you. But. Uh, no, no, I'm not gonna be doing that. Or hockey, <laughs> big hockey jerseys. Big have you seen him jerseys. lately? He's lost a ton of weight. Really? Well, he still not. dresses like he like, like he still weighs <laughs> like that. <laughs> so he still dresses like he looks like he's wearing his dad's clothes. Or <laughs> but um, but yeah, Clerks was a big one. I still like that movie. Um, some of his other movies don't hold up as well. Um, Were you at both live shows? Yeah, I think so. So you know that I am terrible, terrible I with watching movies. movies. Yeah, so bad. Uh, the Clerks is something I should put on my list. I think I might have seen it. It's on, on like Netflix right now. Comedy Central rerun kind of thing. Uh, I don't do that. No, watch, okay, watch then it on regular TV or watch the whole thing because I, I can't watch movies on TV. Commercials suck. I hate it, and they cut everything out. I mean, some I, Comedy Central is a little good about not cutting some stuff out but clerks is you need to watch that i feel like that's yeah a movie i'll add to my list of movies that i know i need to watch that we'll never watch i have the dvd that i haven't watched in years you can have it but it's on netflix i think but um, okay yeah i have netflix um, okay so uh so clerks was a big one clerks was a big one i'm assuming that was when i started to get into flannel (laughs) (laughs) because a lot of people were wearing flannel in that movie because it's from the 90s um half my friends wear flannel like i get it i have a lot of flannel Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I can't wait to break out the flannel because I know it's, I hate summer. It's 71 degrees out right now. That's not bad. I like so. Uh, it's also uh, below 80s. 11 o'clock. So. Oh, shit. Sometimes <laughs> you have to leave at a certain time? No, I don't. Okay, cool. I just want to keep you up all night. Um, oh, no, you're fine. I, um, I have big big mac and cheese plans after this. Nice. <laughs> um, but no, Clerks was a uh, kind of, it made me realize that like you didn't need a lot to make a movie. <laughs> Knowing what I know about Kevin Smith, I'm assuming Justin Long was in that. No, no, no. This is way before that. Way before that. Okay, so then Justin Long was probably like still in high school or middle school at that point. I might, okay, I'm picturing it completely wrong. Then Justin Long was in that Tusk movie, right? What was the movie? 
I never saw it. Though. Oh, the movie where um, he was a waiter waiting. That was the mo- that's oh, what that, I'm that's thinking not of. Not but, even uh, close. But it's it's kind of the same thing. Uh, that's what so that's what I'm picturing. It's yeah, like yeah. similar vibe where it's just. Like, I think people compared that to Clerks when it came out, but I still haven't seen it. You haven't seen Waiting? Mm-hmm. I've seen Waiting. <laughs> Come on, Sean. <laughs> um, but no, th- that was a big influence. And then, like a couple years later, I got really depressed about television because that was all I had because I lived in the country. Mm-hmm. And for a while, there was like just nothing on TV that I gave a shit about because like The Simpsons started getting bad. Mm-hmm. And um, in like what 2003, I saw Arrested Development. And that first season of that show is uh, outstanding. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's the best thing I've ever seen on TV, or one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. It's hard to say that now because there's so much good shit on TV. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrested Development was like, it was, that got me back into television, basically. It was just like, I I need to sit down every week and watch this. And that's uh, big. Yeah, it was like, uh, if I was, if I had to like work and I wouldn't get home in time for it, I was pissed. (laughs) But, uh, that show uh, was a game changer just from like it just did <laughs> it did everything that no other sitcom ever did uh, to me it just had like it didn't stray from like awkward situations or weird stuff or just uh, strange characters and didn't worry about being relatable <laughs> mm. and uh, and that was like that was its whole thing and um it really pushed on a lot of areas. Yeah. Like, it was about... This was, like, talking about Iraq and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. like, Bush era, I think. Yeah, yeah. George W. Bush was president when that show started. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> um, I honestly have been progressively more disappointed with every season of that show. But it's still good. That happens. Yeah. I think I... I think... Well, there were four seasons, and one of them, the first three were, like, around that time, and then one was a couple? It was three seasons on TV, and then season four was, like, Way seven later. years later on yeah. Netflix. I think at the first three seasons, for me being, like, not as critical or, like, understanding, I think I think I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Um, and then the last season, I didn't finish. Yeah, the fourth season on Netflix was weird. And then it's they, like the just, had, they just had a fifth nine. season too. They did. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not awful. But I mean, it's, it's also like uh, I don't know if I needed to watch it. Yeah, I get that vibe from a couple things. Same like, thing with like Stranger Things too. I never, never saw that season. Uh, that one's all right. Probably, it was, but it was, I, um, I just, not as good as first season. Exactly. So like, I got, I got what I needed out of it. Yeah. Arrested Development seasons one through three. Like, probably could have stopped at one. Yeah. Maybe two, maybe three, but you definitely don't need to see four or five. Nah, you really don't. Yeah, so like, <laughs> okay, so those, so those are the, the big, the big two. What else? What, uh, what Simpsons else? in general. Yeah, you said that when when the Simpsons got bad. So I picture you being somebody who's seen. You're one of the. I would guess you're one of the few. I don't say few people. You're one of the minority for sure who have right. seen every episode of The Simpsons. No, I have not. Because like I stopped watching. <laughs> uh, They're still making them, right? Oh yeah. And they, oh, I don't Jesus. know how many more seasons they're going to do, but they got really bad around the year 2000. Didn't they say they were going to stop? <clears throat> I haven't heard that. But, yeah, around 2000 was when it was just like, I can't watch this. It's a different show. It's been going on since 89. 89? Longer than I've been alive. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. 
but I, that was one of the shots. I'm one of the the people who I think is a very common group of people, which is like my mom wouldn't let me watch it, so I never watched it. Yeah, I had people like that. And I was just like, I never understood it. I had people like that. What does that mean? <laughs> I had friends like that. Oh, okay. Like, the, the Did you see the episode last night? No, my parents yeah, couldn't let me watch it. And then like, uh, yeah, but that show just like. Um, I saw it as a kid, so it just really shaped my sense of humor and just, like, taught me, like, oh, you don't need a laugh track. You don't need obvious setups. You can come out of nowhere with weird stuff. And uh, I don't know. And it it was also, like, a more honest show than, like, any other, like, sitcom about a family. It's like they would deal with real shit. Oh, hi, kitty. Oh, it took it took Millie a long time to get on the table. She's gonna go through the under the arm and get on the table and then <laughs> kick her off. But she uh, fucks with the mics. But yeah, The Simpsons I think is probably like the biggest influence of all. <laughs> I can imagine. So I'm assuming. Okay, so you're you're older than me. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't assume by much, but like being a kid watching a lot of TV, you got a good like seven years of like watching The Simpsons regularly. Oh yeah. Um, like when I was in high school is when it started to dip. <laughs> and uh because of the quality of the show or because of the of show. like your thing. No, no, it was definitely people always are like, "Oh, y'all are just nostalgic for the old episodes." No, <laughs> it's just that the new ones are not funny, objectively not funny. And uh but it's just like cuz I my my old roommate punishes himself and watches the new ones. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you still watching it? Because, like, I watched maybe four or five of them with him and our other roommate last year in my old place, and you never heard three people be so silent watching something. There's just no laughs. It's like, you can't even make fun of it, because it's like, what the fuck is this? So, I, guess- I, I can't put my finger on it. I mean, it's just not funny. It's just no heart. So, the I have watched a lot of Family Guy. Sure. And Family Guy was a good show early on, right? Mm-hmm. But it got bad. Sure. Slowly. I mean, like, even Family Guy, though, like, I can watch a new episode of Family Guy. I don't sit down and watch Family Guy, but if it's on uh, and nothing else is on, it's You'll good. It. It's like... If you stumble like, upon it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter about the story in that show because it was never about that. Because, like, you'll have a two, three big belly laughs. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the quality of the episode, because like they're just a joke machine. It's like it's just jokes. I want to say it's like you're kind of the way I viewed it recently is like it's kind of like an improv show where it's like, yeah, I more more of the time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I get what that I get. I see what's yeah. happening. Yeah, and then a couple of times you're actually shocked and it's actually funny. Yeah, and then the rest of it is just like. I see what they did there. Yeah. I see how... A non- I know who that joke's for. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Any non-comedy person who sees that's going to be like, oh my God, this is yeah. comedy. But I'm just like, I get it. I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like... Um, I don't want to say studying comedy because that sounds, that sounds very pretentious. <laughs> but like, yeah, I take classes on how to be funnier. So like, I understand a little bit and like watching watching TV shows that are comedy based, I'm just like... I feel like I have more of an understanding. Yeah. Or also, again, this sounds pretentious, but like hanging around non-comedy people, it's like, I see where you try to be funny there. <laughs> Any, you should I, use that in your improv. Oh, God. <laughs> you get that? Oh. I, I, I stopped telling people I do improv. <laughs> I, I, I had to stop. Because, got like, uh, okay, so here's, here's I, think I, told, I think I've said this before, but like, 
uh, for an, they did like this icebreaker where you have to like say a couple things about you or whatever. So but I at work? Yeah. Okay. It was like training day because I, mm-hmm. I just started a new job. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I said like, oh, I do improv. And then we had a separate icebreaker with a smaller group. And I was like, it was like two truths and one lie or whatever it was. And one of them was like, and I tried to phrase it funny because it was true. So I tried to make them think it was fake. <laughs> I used to ride a tricycle around for money. They're like, <laughs> that's the improv guy. That's true for sure. And I'm just like, <laughs> God damn it, that's stupid. <laughs> Don't, I've never... I'm I'm pretty good about not telling people I have a podcast. I'm not as good about telling people that I do improv. And I feel like the more I do it, the longer I do it, the more I need to not tell people. Because Joe won't tell anybody. And I think uh, I think Pete, uh, you know Pete, yeah, he he won't tell anybody wow. that isn't in the community. He goes by Pete with us and Peter. Uh, his non-improv life is Peter, 100%. I'm just like, that's like a smart move. Like a Batman situation. Basically, yeah. It was just like, man, yeah. He's improv Batman. Use that in your improv show. Like, I, I haven't heard that. I think I've heard that from my mom once, and it was so <laughs> it was so heartbreaking. I was like, "Not you too, mom. <laughs> my, <laughs> my favorite, uh, I'm going to call it an improvism, <laughs> is a... Uh, you know how nobody sits in the front row. Sure. And you know exactly why. Yeah. That's it. Oh, they think they're, you're going to get picked they on. They don't want them to call on me. Yeah. I have a, I have a friend who's coming to this show this weekend, uh-huh. and I'm like, sit in the front row, because you can see everything. Right. Like, you won't miss any low to the ground. They think you're humor. setting them up. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, look. We don't. We don't want you in our show. You're gonna yeah. fuck our show up. People get the fuck up and do shit. And you, were you at? What was it? Uh, Someone walked on the stage. I heard about this. It wasn't. Even, they didn't walk on stage, but they walked in front of the stage as part of the scene. It was uh, Nick and uh, uh, Lauren doing a set, and mm-hmm. somebody like delivered a pizza to them. Like, what the hell are y'all? That's why I hear about that. But uh, I was also yeah, at the. No, we hate that. Don't ever. Anybody don't listening ever do that doesn't do improv. Take a class first at the at class. If you're going to participate, take a yeah. class first. It's yes, like a, and us. You've seen uh, what, Blazing Saddles? <laughs> no. Oh, Is that a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Blazing Saddles? Get out of here. What, what, Never mind. What, what's the reference? Never mind. Tell, I'm people, just not. Well, people all right, okay. listening are like, I know, I've seen it. I know it. Blazing Saddles. Well, you know, it's not funny now. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first times I met you, actually, and I, I, I genuinely, this is real, mm-hmm. I thought you were an out-of-town guy. Like from New York, um, it was the set where that one woman in the front row would not stop talking. Was it the Reagan thing? No, I I don't remember. I remember it was the Johnsons were performing that night. Okay, I don't know if y'all went first or second. I think y'all went second. Mm-hmm. But like when Big Bosses finally came on, okay. they had to keep playing it off like it was a podcast. that kept playing. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. And we were out front bitching about it afterwards, and then we found out like the whole story behind it. But like. That was the first. I, I just remember that was the first time I ever like oh, was met that, you. Oh, was that the guy on the Tinder date? The guy on the Tinder date, and the girl was the one, and he just like threw in an Uber after yeah. hiding in the bathroom for That's most great. of the show. That, you know, I I really was like staring daggers at that guy after our set, and then he went in the bathroom for a long time, and then he put her in a uh, Uber and sent her over, and he came back for the next show. I was like, all right, yeah, and he, <laughs> he, he won me over. Himself a bunch, and I was just like, yeah, dude, we've all been right, there. Man. Yeah, we. That was that was a, as unique experience. But I remember, yeah, I remember being outside with you, and just felt like 
I was like really, I was, I was livid. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was at a time for me where I was like new to the theater, mm-hmm. so like I was still hanging out front, which mm-hmm. is where you happened to be. Yeah, do you remember that? That's I, yeah, yeah. I don't remember who else was there, but I just remember. I was like, like, I will, I will destroy the whole set. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were like really mad about it, and, and, and yeah. it freaked me out because I think I was, it was like the first. That was like the last time I really got mad about anything. I don't. I try not to do that anymore. I used to have a really bad temper, and just I don't. I don't sweat shit anymore. You don't seem like the kind of person who's ever gotten mad about anything. Oh God, uh, yeah, I gave that up. <laughs> I was just like, uh, you know, not what? worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I I don't think it was even conscious decision. It's just one day I was just like, you know, what the fuck am I getting mad about? <laughs> because I used to crack myself up just getting mad about stuff at, at at a certain point. It would just be like I would just be swearing about something stupid and I'd be by myself and just <laughs> mad and it would just be like, this is fucking funny. <laughs> um but yeah. I feel like that's super relatable. I don't I don't I'm not necessarily a mad person, but like yeah, being by yourself and having any kind of extreme emotion is yeah. just like, what the fuck am I yeah. doing? <laughs> this is not helpful like, at all. It's like being in traffic and you're like, what the hell are you doing? What can I do about it? Can't do yeah. that. Everyone, everyone's here. Like, yeah, it's like it's their problem up there. Like, I'm just like chilling. I can listen to the rest of the. I can finish this whole podcast. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I don't. I just that whole that whole night was a big. Cause that was before I had like a regular stage time. Mm. I think I was still doing tiny bladders at the time. Okay, yeah. And so, like, thinking about that now, like, putting myself where I am, like, I've done a lot of, like, like Saturday show, shows. Mm-hmm. Like, we're at month, we're at the end of month five. We got, uh, like, four shows left. Four shows left. Two, yeah. three in September, one in, like, one this weekend. Well, time-wise this weekend. This episode comes out way later. Right, right, right. Um, so, after when this comes out, we have three shows. Approximately. Yeah. So, it's actually, like, this yeah. Is, this is episode 54. 52 came out. Nice. Actually, today. Is that uh, Harrison? Harrison's. So, so actually, yeah, this weekend we have uh, the September, what is it? Oh, I, I wrote it down. The 15th? No, the 8th. Yeah, I think it's the 8th. Oh. Yeah, uh, Rodeo, last two riots, 9, 8, 9, 22. Was that an index card? Yeah, I was writing stuff down earlier. I had some, uh, what kind of notes do you take? Can I see those? No, this is just stuff I wanted to talk about, and I feel like let me see, let me see, let me see. I've got most of it. Really? Okay. Um, and this after is, improv, don't waste your time. Oh yeah, <laughs> about writing. Yeah, but no, uh, no, 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 no. Don't waste your time. No, no, no. Uh, oh, I was just going to talk about. I don't know if it's a natural transition now, but yeah. Uh, when I I told you I, I go and write in the mornings uh, at Captain Bussy's. It sounds amazing. It's fun. It's it's I'm. Every time I go there, I feel guilty just because, like, I have this opportunity it's to just opportunity. fucking read and write all morning. But um, I remember just a lot of writing, I don't know, coaches or whatever, just saying, like, just sit down and write anything, you know, just just write whatever comes to your mind. And, and it's just like, no, don't fucking waste your time doing that. <laughs> it's like, have an idea, like, write something, to- have a goal. Work towards something. Yeah, it's just like... Uh, Use your yeah. time wisely. Yeah, and it's like, just sit there and write it, because you're just going to throw it away. Like, I mean, even stuff that you like, when you start writing and you realize, oh, this is garbage, I need to get rid of that. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, don't waste your time uh, writing stuff that is just going to go nowhere. Gonna go no, yeah. Find an idea and invest in it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Just unpack. So see, ideas. so see before improv, we've covered. I think that we a talked lot. about. But after improv, 
Yeah, I think so, that's just like um, the future because you're not auditioning. No, no, no. That's like writing before writing stuff before doing improv, and then writing stuff after oh. doing improv. So I kind of talked about that already. Yeah, how, like how, with trash how much it changed. And, and you, yeah, you're very open to collaboration. Trash bang history. Is that your history? No, I was just talking about like um, I don't know. I was thinking if I just had like a bunch of backup topics in case I couldn't <laughs> carry a conversation. <laughs> but like I, we talked a little bit about that too. Like, I was just thinking about like growing up in Virginia, city and, and country, city yeah, the country. Yeah, and growing up, growing up in Virginia, like you have a lot of histo- history just around. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I I feel like I was fortunate um, in that like. Because it's not just Virginia history; it's basically American history, like mm-hmm. you know, you know, Jamestown and uh, Yorktown and Williamsburg and that kind of stuff. And it's yeah, just yeah. like, and I grew up, again. I grew up next to Washington's birthplace and Lee's birthplace, and because our school was so poor, we often went to these places on field trips. <laughs> um, and even in Richmond, you know, you got uh, whatever architectures left from when they burned the city down several times. <laughs> Oh, that um, bullshit. Got all those great statues that we all love. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, just, I want to say one thing about the statues. Okay. <laughs> uh, whatever. I, keep the statues. Don't keep them. Just get rid of the fucking roundabouts. You know? <laughs> I fucking hate those things. Nobody knows how to drive in them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that shit is bullshit. People are just cutting across there. It's a it's an actual physical danger. You know, I don't care what you do with the goddamn statues. Just get the fuck rid of the roundabouts. God damn it. Is that what you mean by hold up? No, no. Oh, that's a when I got held up at the fucking store that I worked at. I was I was waiting at that cuz we we're here. Hold up. You got held up? At a store that you worked at. What store was this? Uh, Can you it was say? a grocery store. I don't want to say, but it, I worked at a grocery store. Okay. And uh, you went to the last... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, talking, yeah. <laughs> I worked at I didn't a, think we'd go through the whole thing, but... Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I am chugging it's it. It's not bad. I mean, it gets uh, better it with gets, every glass. Yeah, better with every glass. They should put that on the bottle, for sure. <laughs> the more you drink, the tastier it is. <laughs> it, uh, almost, it almost tastes like, like a juice or a wine. It's a little bit, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got, uh, I got held up, uh, gun and knife point one time. Gun and, and knife? Yeah, you had two, a gun was, and no, a knife? No, it was two guys. Two separate, two dudes. Yeah. One, one hold up. Like they were partners, yeah. They were partners <laughs> they were in buds. crime. Yeah, they, they were best friends. They were bros. <laughs> they were bros. <laughs> and, uh, this, uh, twice. Well, the first time. Twice! The first time they got it, cause like, it was me and the manager, and we had just closed. And they, these guys, literally, I'm like unlocking my car, and I see these motherfuckers coming out of the shadows with ski masks on. I was like, <laughs> and it's scary for a few minutes, and then I realized, oh, they don't want my stuff. <laughs> so it was just like, go in the store, open the safe, uh, give them the shit, and they leave. <laughs> and uh, it. Again, it was intense, and uh, I did have trouble getting to sleep that night. But um, uh, again, I was just like, after a certain point, I was just like, okay, I just want to go home. You know what I mean? Yeah, I right. My hands up, and I'm just like, okay, you know, you got everything, you know. But um, I, I was like, I'm picturing this as a, like a scene, like early on in the set, and then I picture the second beat coming back where oh, you get all the second time, you're just like. Dude, again, come on. Well, no, the, the second time they came back, uh, 
my manager had already left, and he was the guy that could get in, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't have any keys, and <laughs> these guys come back. And the funny thing is, they had switched up. Like, the last, the first job, <laughs> one guy was holding a gun, and the other guy was holding a knife, and they had switched. So, like, the one guy was holding a knife, and the other guy was holding a gun. <laughs> I was like, they talked about this. <laughs> like, Joe, dude, like, oh, let, let me hold the gun this time, Come man. on, man, please. <laughs> but they got there, and I'm leaving, and uh, the manager's already gone, and I, I don't know. I don't know why I was still there, but like they came up to me and like, we're, we're going to go back to the store, man. And I was like, I don't, I don't have any keys guys. And they were like, no, nah, we can get in. And I was like, I don't. and they were like, don't be lying to us. I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. You have a gun pointed at me. <laughs> How long after this was this? Uh, maybe like a month later. They, they were ballsy enough to go a month later to the same place. The same store. I the mean, same way. Well, Just decide to hold the gun, okay? Yeah, they switched it up. But um, <laughs> They were prepared. It was so, it was, it was such a great comedy moment because like, I was like, uh, I wouldn't lie to you guys. I can't get back in the store. And they just kind of looked at each other and then just bolted. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then I had to talk to the cops again. But, um, um, I like to picture that the third beat of that pretend thing is like, they both have a knife and a gun. They're like, we couldn't figure out. We couldn't figure out who got to do it. So we both have one. We got like a, a gun with like a bayonet, a bayonet on it. A pistol with a bayonet. And like well, one of them has a flashlight. He's like, why did you have a flashlight? It's crazy. I was, I was thinking about this today and I was like, I realized like, uh, they got busted. These guys tried to rob like an Applebee's nearby, <laughs> and the cops got them and they confessed to everything. I'm like, these guys are probably out of jail by now. <laughs> I'm like, well, I hope they're not regular listeners of the show because yeah. they, they, they I get it. served I, their nickel. And it was also a thing. It was interesting too because like the reason that um, in the moment that I wasn't as frightened as maybe I should have been was just like, I realized like, Oh, these guys are more scared than I am because they, they got a lot more to lose here. <laughs> it was just like a really nice, uh, comforting thing to think. I don't know if it was true. I, I'm pretty sure it was true, but like these guys didn't want to kill anybody. They switched roles. Like, That's so funny to me. That so That's true. so funny to me. <laughs> I, just, I, I really want to like go to that conversation where it's like one of them has a ski mask on ready to go and he has a gun and the other guy's like, Hey man, let me, let me hold the gun. It's time. Trevor, Trevor, can I, just, can I hold the gun please? What? No, I'm the gun. This is my gun. My uncle's gun. No, like it's my just, gun. I found it. <laughs> I'm just saying like, you know, like you have the, you look, you look the coolest. <laughs> Uh, hold up! Yeah. Oh my! I didn't, I didn't know you got held up. That's crazy. Have you? Has, has anything come of that? Or what do you mean for you? In terms of creativity, like a scene or any kind of I, drama. Well, you know, the first time, after they held up the store and they got the money and whatever, uh, like a couple of weeks later, <laughs> I got a fucking raise, and like <laughs> I didn't ask for it. And I was like, I know what this is, <laughs> and uh, and so I did think of like a, a short film idea where somebody stages a robbery just so they can get a raise. <laughs> Remember last time, right? Yeah. After the trauma, what yeah. happened? I got a raise. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Man, that is quite the story. Alright, so movies and TV, I feel like we kind of talked about it, which yeah. was like a big a lot of like your inspirations. The other thing on that card was video. Oh, just like video work. Um, I guess like... Because, again, I didn't go to school for, like, film or anything like that. English. But, um, just, I, um, I worked on a show, it still comes on, but I don't work on it anymore, called Midnight Frights on WCVE. It's like a midnight movie horror host 
show mm-hmm. kind of thing. We got a guy, or they got a guy, and he hosts the thing. They do breaks, even though there's no commercials. <laughs> so it's just like you show this old public domain movie, and then they do little bits and stuff. But that's really where I learned to edit like comedy stuff. So it was just like doing that prepared me to do, um, especially sourcing like public domain and mm-hmm. YouTube stuff, and it's just like putting that together and. In fun ways. It's interesting because I've done like a lot of YouTube. Like my friend Tom and I would do like video game videos. Mm-hmm. So I've done a lot of editing with that. Mm-hmm. And it was also, it was also, it's just like really boring. Like watching editing. it and then like going back and watching it again uh, and finding the edit or whatever it is. Yeah. And just like, because like I, I had two perspectives to deal with, which was again, not anything crazy. But I picture having all these different perspectives and different takes and different shots and all this, all this stuff to like really like a plot to like worry about. Mm-hmm. Like I'm assuming that's kind of what you were into. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember uh, before even before doing Midnight Frights, I was doing you know short films and I was editing on like the cheapest <laughs> kind of stuff I could <laughs> get. Um, so I was editing on a PC for a number of years, and I hated it. And then when I switched, that's really what it was, was the switch to Mac mm-hmm. to edit in Final Cut. And it just made every, my life easier just because, I mean, the last uh, PC I had before that sounded like an old Honda when you started it up. <laughs> I, I, could, <laughs> I drive an old Honda, so I completely know what you're talking about. And it was just like, uh, and like, you, it, anything you did on it, it was like... But like with a with a Mac, I can have like Photoshop open, and I can have two two apps going at the same time if I need to. But um, yeah, it it helps to like know about that st- like write to the edit, I guess. So it's mm-hmm. like when you write it, and you know exactly what you have to do. Yeah. When you edit it, it's uh, it's very satisfying work <laughs> editing. And especially, like, just even for, like, title sequences for shows, I did, like, I did the last two years Valentine's show mm-hmm. sequences and just finding old 80s uh, romantic comedies and shit like that and putting all that stuff together in a way that seems like it, sourcing very different movies, but all putting them together in a kind of a thread and was a fun thing to do. You didn't do any of the uh, commercials for uh, Till Death, did you? Uh, Joey cut those. <clears throat> yeah, like we did. Um, y'all, co- y'all come from the same cut of ham, so I assume that like that was part one of y'all. Yeah, like uh, I-, I helped shoot it, um, but that was about it. <laughs> uh, but he cuts it all because his computer's a lot <laughs> nicer than mine. <laughs> and uh, I actually ended up doing a couple of the last Trash Bang show sketches on his iMac just because there was like a lot of animation and stuff that my computer was going to blow up if I, <laughs> if I, I'm working on a, <laughs> it does suck um, that it depends on your computer. To yeah. Like I, yeah, it is. I, uh, I'm working on a 2011 Mac mini. Oh, okay. And, uh, it's, it's good unless the footage is like 4k, <laughs> which is anything you should, even the phone now. Yeah, in 4K. Right? Dude, I can't, I, fucking... I, yeah, I can't edit it on my own computer. <laughs> <laughs> the phone's yeah. good. This thing is useless except for fucking audio. Yeah. I had a MacBook Air for a long time that I couldn't edit video on, but I I would love being lazy with it and mm-hmm. also creative because I could do Photoshop and just lay on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and that was fun. Um, 
But yeah. I feel like we got everything on your card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. You feel good about it? I do. Is, is it about what you expected? Yeah, yeah. I, I was definitely, uh, I'm always nervous about people who are way, way more experienced in terms of creativity than I am because I feel like you know, you've seen way more than I have. So like this yeah. to you is like, oh, it's just a casual kind of creative talk conversation. <laughs> but for me, it's like, you have so much knowledge and I have a little <laughs> bit of time to get to all of it. But seeing the card, I'm like, yo, I got to all of it. I yeah, yeah, it, it was great. Um, there was nothing else though. Like this is your last chance to like throw in something. I just else. have the plugs card. Oh, plug I'm away! Read, I'm gonna read the plugs here. Uh, we have the uh, the award winning trash bang. <laughs> award <laughs> winning trash bang. Repeat that. We have a uh, October 26th at the Coalition Theater, eight o'clock. That's a Friday. That's our Halloween show. We may have a November show on WRIR at some point, and we have a Christmas show sometime in December. And Rodeo, uh, the improv team I am currently on, uh, we have our last two riots, 9-8 and 9-22, and the last hurrah with all the teams on 9-29. I don't know if I'm going to be there, but go see it anyway. That's at 10 o'clock, the rest of them are at is 8 it o'clock. Is that 10 o'clock? It's 10 o'clock, because the prize, the prize catch show is that. Okay. Oh, that's right. Um, and there might be a secret show later. Ooh. Um... And I'm also going to be directing Coalition Junior High, which is an improv Degrassi. It's <laughs> going to be so good, dude. I'm I just so watched excited. that. I just watched that. Have you seen that Drake video? No. Where he has all the Degrassi kids on there with him? What? It's great. Is uh, that a new one? It's uh, I'm Upset, I think. It's, oh, my God. I have to see that right it's, away. It's good. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm doing Coalition Junior High. It's every Friday in November. We are having our first meeting this Saturday. Y'all don't oh, even know about that. But that show's going to be so good. <laughs> and I'm in Made Up Movie every Friday at 8th through September 14th. And also the Johnsons. I think this will come out before our next show. I think so. Or wait, after our next show. Mm-hmm. But the last Saturday of every month, Johnsons. I don't know how long that's going, but... Come see the Johnsons. Yes, yeah, come see the Johnsons because nobody else does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's uh, I'm, I'm covered on my cards. We drank this whole bottle of Wild Irish Rose. So bad. Say goodbye, please. <laughs> Didn't Sean. even break it. Wait, we got to break into these barefoot. I have to go to the bathroom. We have to. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> Say goodbye. Signing off. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs>